Good morning. It's Wednesday, October the 25th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, I'm John David Walt, Jr. (laughs) This is your wake-up call. Yes, I'm John David Walt, Jr., folks. There's a John David Walt, Sr., who's my dad, and there is a John David Walt, the third, who's my firstborn son. So John David Jingleheimer Schmidt, his name is my name, too. Enough of that. It's time to consecrate ourselves unto the Lord Jesus Christ on this Wednesday, this October the 25th. Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Now that you're awake and your spirit's awake, Let's go before Jesus. Jesus, I belong to you. Just to make sure we're not just kind of getting rote with this, let's say that again. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, Then I remembered what the Lord had said. Our text is Acts chapter 11, verses 15 to 18. Hear now the word of the Lord. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them, as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, Even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. There's a phrase in today's text that captures one of the deepest essences of discipleship to Jesus. See if you can find it. No, I'm not talking about but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, though that certainly also qualifies. I'm not talking about repentance that leads to life, though I'd really like to explore that some more. Here's what jumps off the page today to me. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. 
I'm sure a lot of people that day were thinking a lot of things as the Holy Spirit began to be poured out on the Gentiles gathered in the home of Cornelius. Peter was thinking about Jesus. His mind lit up with a vivid remembrance of one of the first things he ever heard Jesus say. Then I remembered what the Lord Jesus had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So often, we can't imagine what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing because we can't remember what Jesus said and did. Let me say that again. So often, we can't imagine what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing because we can't remember what Jesus said and did. It's kind of like how right now the Holy Spirit is reminding us of the time Jesus said this. John 14, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. He will remind you of everything I have said to you. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. If my editors would allow it, I would insert the mind-blown emoji here. Here's the thing. Notice the nature of the word remember. Re-member. The member or the memory has to be there in the first place in order to remember it. We can't remember what we never had in our memory in the first place. That's why we must stick close to our four best New Testament friends, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Following Jesus, first and foremost, means following Him through every recorded step of His life in first century Israel. His preexistence, conception, prenatal life, His birth, His childhood, baptism, words, deeds, signs, miracles, His preaching, teaching, healings, friendships, meetings with all manner of people in all kinds of places, his practices, his habits, his mannerisms, his gestures, his suffering, death, burial, resurrection, his post-resurrection signs, words and deeds, teaching, his ascension, the outpouring of the Spirit, and now the acts via the Holy Spirit through the apostles and onward through every church plant, apostolic correspondence, sermon, and celestial revelation. That was a lot. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. We mistakenly think because all of this is in our Bibles, that is enough. We have it. It is not even remotely close to being enough. It must come off the pages of our Bibles and into our active memory. 
I'm not fond of technological metaphors to teach ancient truths, but try this one on for size. We mistakenly treat the Bible like an external hard drive. We carry it like passive memory. The Word of God, all of it, and especially the life of Jesus, must become our active memory. It brings to mind the word my son taught me when he was five. Rememberize. We learn these things not by memorization, the quick loading of the short-term memory, but by rememberization, the slow loading of the long-term memory. It is not the training of our brains, but the immersion of our lives into the life of God. It's why a person who suffers from memory loss may not remember who you are, but start singing Amazing Grace, and they will jump right in. There's more to say about computers, hard drives, and RAM, but you already get the point and can do that math. Our aspiration is for these eight words to become constantly activated in our everyday lives. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. And the best time to begin this kind of rememberization work? Yep, 20 years ago. Second best time? Today. The good news? You are much further along in this than you realize. But it's time to take it to the next level. The prayer of transformation. Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I am your witness. I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart mind, soul, and strength, so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father, amen. And the question, let's, I want you to try a thought exercise in your wake-up call journal today or other journal that you may have. You are on a desert island with no Bibles. You want to try and write down as much as you can remember about Jesus. What can you remember? Stories, sayings, signs. On your mark, get set, go. And today we're going to sing. Surprise, right?
We're going to sing one of the great hymns from our seedbed hymnal, number 159. It's called Tell Me the Stories of Jesus. You know it, 159. There are five verses to this song. It's interesting. Four of the verses come from William H. Parker, 1885. And our own Julie Tennant, who was such an instrumental leader and worker in the bringing together of this hymnal, she wrote verse 5 in 2020, and I love it. We're going to sing all five of them. Number 159, Tell Me the Stories of Jesus. Here we go. Tell me the stories of Jesus I love to hear. Things I would ask him to tell me if he were here. Scenes by the wayside, tales of the sea. Stories of Jesus, tell them to me. First let me hear how the children stood round his knee. And I shall fancy his blessing resting on me. Words full of kindness, deeds full of grace, all in the love light of Jesus' face. Into the city I'd follow the children's band. Waving a branch of the palm tree high in my hand. One of his heralds, yes, I would sing. Loudest hosannas, Jesus is King. Show me that scene in the garden of bitter pain. And of the cross where my Savior for me was slain. Sad ones or bright ones as they may be. Stories of Jesus, tell them to me. Tell how he rose on the third day up from the grave, how he ascended to heaven, mighty to save. All of my whole life, now to the end, I will love Jesus, Savior and friend. Wow, I appreciate that fifth verse, and I know you do too. You know, they, our William Parker kind of left us in Gethsemane in the cross, and, and Julie took us to the empty tomb. Tell how he rose on the third day. Up from the grave. Julie's a great hymn writer. She's written a ton of hymns. And there's some other of her work in this hymnal, thankfully. So, um, well, guys, it's Wednesday. We've been out there rowing, right? Ready, row, ready, open, willing. And we're rowing so we can get to sewing. 
It made me think this week about that story of Jesus. <laughs> about that. See what I just did there? Then I remembered what the Lord had said. There it is. I was remembering how Jesus got in that boat and rowed all the way across the lake for one man. And the worst case scenario of a man, we don't even know his name. They called him the demoniac. In the Gadarenes, in the Gerasenes, it was in the tombs. This man was in such bad state, lost beyond lost. No one could help him. He was all by himself. And so Jesus got to rowing. He rowed across that boat and then he sowed the gospel into that man's life, cast the demons out of him, restored him to his right mind and self, sent him back to his family and said, go and tell the Decapolis all that the Lord has done for you, the ten cities. There was a Gentile, I'd say. So there's rowing, there's sowing. All of it includes going. Man, I'm rolling today. We had a tremendous fellowship meeting, a gathering on Monday night. So many joined us. And I just want to thank those of you who did. It was such a blessing for me. And I uh, enjoyed just getting to share stories. I got to introduce you to Lucy, and you got to hear the infamous Lucy story. <laughs> and uh, I didn't even get to tell it all. I forgot the last part of it, which is a real blessing. I'll tell you another time. And we may do that again. You know, I, I was just thinking how people are they're watching news, they're watching television shows. Why not meet together every week? Why not meet together every month for fellowship and Jesus and testimony and storytelling and singing? We sang a we sang Victory in Jesus together as we were meeting on Monday night. But this this word today, this isn't hard. But we've got to get more immersed all the time, every day, in the Gospels. We just need to keep reading the stories. It's just so easy to think, well, I've, I've read that before. I kind of got that. No. No, we got to read it till it's got us, till it's deeply embedded in our actual memory, in the RAM, right? Not the hard drive, the access memory, the operating system of our life. Just like I just had that remembering about row, rowing. And, and I'm just still baby-stepping into this myself. Man, I'm, I'm delighted in it. I commend it to you. We got to hit the fields now, gang. Get your seed. It's time to sow. I'll see you on the fields. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.